news from RTHK. With music, news and information, this is Radio 3. News Wrap, a full roundup of the day's stories from home and overseas. Every evening we speak directly to the people behind the news and making the news. Plus the day's finance and what's happened in the world of sport. News Wrap, 6pm weeknights on RTHK Radio 3. Follow us. Teacup Productions. Thai Regional Alliance in Hong Kong. Akune African Dance and Music Association. These are some of the organizations which have taken part in CIBS. The Community Involvement Broadcasting Service means the radio programs you produce will be broadcast on RTHK. CIBS is open for applications from the 11th of May. Please call the Outreach Service Hotline. CIBS ambassadors will come to visit you. 2331-2334. Call me. A look at the latest on the weather front. Time is 29 minutes now before 9. Um, mainly fine and hot uh, this day with low visibility, a maximum of around 31 degrees. One or two showers later with light winds, and that's a similar sort of outlook for the next few days. Sunshine and showery as well. Latest air temperature reading, we have 27 degrees Celsius, a relative humidity of 80%. An international station for an international city. This is Radio 3. Good morning and welcome to Money Talk Extra. I'm Peter Lewis. Each week on the programme, we try to give some advice on ways to manage your personal finances better look at some of those life-changing events that can impact your financial situation, and also discuss investment and entrepreneurship. This week, we're going to focus on one of the areas people find the most difficult when it comes to sticking to a budget. That's keeping spending under control. Many people have a shopping compulsion. It could even be called an addiction that means they spend far more each month than they ever intended. We'll provide some advice on how to regain control over your spending. Another addiction that can wreak havoc with both your finances and your personal life is gambling. Jimmy Lamb talks to a listener who found what started out as a harmless hobby turning into a dangerous compulsion that led to bankruptcy. Finally, in our investment segment, I delve into what drives the price of the yellow metal, gold, one of the best performing assets so far of 2017. As always, I'd like to hear from you. If you have a personal finance issue you'd like to discuss with one of our experts, then please email moneytalk at rthk.hk. You'll also find us on Facebook. Money Talk Extra and RTHK Radio 3 is our page, where there are links to useful resources for you. We've talked many times over the past few weeks about the importance of planning and making a budget. But one of the biggest difficulties we often find is sticking to that budget and keeping spending under control. How many times have you gone out and bought something you never intended to buy and don't really need, and then at the end of the month you're left scratching your head wondering where all the money went? Even rich people find themselves living beyond their means. So how do you break those bad spending habits and keep expenditure within budget? I went and spoke to Chris Tay, Vice Chairman at the Institute of Financial Planners of Hong Kong. First of all, you need to have your own budgeting habit. 
Yeah, because not uh, everyone would have a very healthy uh, budgeting habit on a monthly basis or on a daily basis. And then we recommend people to go for their own budgeting habit on a daily basis. And, um, you know, during the budgeting process, and um, you need to itemize expenses. You know, um, normally uh, those expenses would be um, categorized into two major types of expenses. One would be a necessary items. The other would be a kind of unnecessary items. Of course, nece necessary items are all those major uh, typical expenses like, you know, um, uh, food, outfit, housing, transportation, household expenses, parental support, utilities, education, and uh, mobile, and even entertainment. And unnecessary, of course, uh, most of the items are related to entertainment. And, um, and uh, followed by a uh, procedures that you need to think about, you know, what kinds of um, expenses would be considered as um, um, need-based, what kinds of expenses would be considered as one-based. Of course, need-based would be necessary, one-based uh, may not be necessary. And then and as a final uh, habit, of course, uh, we don't suggest for the easy credit. If you want to make sure you always keep spending within budget, so the first step then is to track your spending, know where your money is going and what you're spending it on. How would you cut back if you find that your spending is, is excessive? Well, um, actually, you need to have your own evaluation exercise. You need to evaluate the existing spending habits and see whether you know, which items can be itemized as unnecessary. And then followed by those do not give rise to more um, satisfaction or utility to you, and then um, you know um, try to cut those uh, you know items you know within uh, your um, expenses item, and um, um, actually uh, well uh, of course you know sadly it's easier than done, uh, and you also need to have uh, making your own trade off between um, you know spending items because some of them uh, some of the um, big spender will always find that all, all the items will be necessary but in fact some of the items are not necessary based on the typical uh, human thinking so you need to be you know uh, aware uh, you need to be I would say not too emotional to decide the expenses item now one of the problems is that we go out, have no intention of buying something, then see the item, and we end up buying it, even though we didn't really want it in the first place. How do we avoid this type of impulse spending? Well, if you really have the impulse spending problem, I think you need to follow some of the uh, kind of um, uh, more routine procedures, you know, to make sure, uh, you know, um, uh, you, are the, you are not the impulse spender. You know, first of all, you know, I would suggest uh, you, you only take... Um, you take only the cash that you need, you know, based in uh, your budget uh, and also your plan, and uh, leave your debit and credit cards at home. You know, um, and second of all, I would say you need to know about your your spending triggers. You know, what trigger you to spend too much, or uh, what triggers you to spend, uh, I would say, without your control, and try to avoid those uh, triggers. And um, um, followed by, you need to set or visualize your goal. For example, you want to save some money for your children for overseas education. Try to print a pictures or photos, you know, uh, just in front of um, your working desk. You know, like you know, that would be a kind of your dream or your kind of um, uh, uh, your, or your 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 plan for your children's education. Maybe the kind of uh, uh, pictures of a Cambridge University, Oxford University, as your as your dream. You need to visualize your goal to encourage you to save more, to spend less. And then, well, uh, the second um, uh, very e effective method would be um, uh, whenever you go for shopping. 
try to create your own checklist for shopping. You know, once uh, you know, uh, you put only ten items, uh, you know, on your checklist. You know, once you 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 have checked all the ten boxes, you know, that's it. Please go back home. You know, um, please follow this uh, very uh, routine um, kind of spending pattern, and uh, and also you need you also need to um, um, uh, inventory uh, that what you own. For example, um, uh, we noticed that a lot of people would go for um, um, you know um, uh, I'll say repeated uh, spending items. You know, uh, they have lot loss of redundancy uh, items at your homes and then oh maybe uh, you want to buy uh, um, uh, more frozen food and then but 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 actually you have already bought uh, last week because of this discount offer by the by the supermarket and this week and then you also buy more stocks you know for the same items and then you need to inventory those items all together you know to see that oh actually we have a redundant items and um, of course you know some uh, people will also place the reminders in in the wallet, and then to remind themselves not to spend uh, more, and please spend within the budget. And uh, finally, uh, well, uh, if you always, uh, you know, um, under such a very tight control, uh, I would suggest you need to reward yourself once um, you know um, uh, the kind of uh, um, uh, savings, uh, you know, um, result has been permanent. You know, uh, based on your very um, uh, control pattern. You know, uh, if you, for example, if you Save, um, you know, twenty percent more than your expected. Please try to maybe you can take a five percent or ten percent, you know, from your, um, you know, surplus, you know, to reward your, to reward yourself. Now you mentioned certain items are non-discretionary, like transportation, utility bills. Is it possible to save on items like that? Um, actually, uh, we have noticed from uh, a lot of grassroots people in Hong Kong that um, many of them um, get used to have their own transportation route uh, planning, you know, to save more money on transportation. Just in terms of the um, household items, you know, um, normally uh, uh, most of them would like to make use of those um, energy-saving um, electrical uh, appliances. For example, like uh, LED light, energy-saving light, and, um, and even they will, uh, they will use a so, uh, so-called water-saving shower head, you know, to save more water. And uh, even um, um, and uh, whenever they go for washing, they will try to keep the um, uh, the water flow slower, you know, than, than expected. You know, to save the um, uh, 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 some spending on uh, uh, water bills. And um, whenever they go for the uh, air conditioner or heater or fan, they will try to make use of the, elect- uh, the electric timer, you know, to save more um, uh, expenses on the utility. Those are the very uh, typical procedures that the grassroots people uh, may follow. You heard there from Chris Tay at the Institute of Financial Planners of Hong Kong. If you manage your spending well, it's a big step towards realising your financial goals and dreams. So as well as listening to that advice from Chris, let me give you my three top tips for regaining control of your spending. First, make a budget and itemise your expenditure. Keep your receipts or track your spending in a spreadsheet or an app. That way you can see where your money goes and regain control over your money. You'll be surprised by how much you spend each month and what you spend it on. Secondly, set up a separate account for non-discretionary and discretionary spending and even a third account for big-ticket items. Make sure that you only have a debit card attached to your discretionary spending, not a credit card. Set it up so that the transaction is automatically blocked if you try and spend any more than is in your account. That way, you'll exert discipline. Thirdly, change your way of thinking about your spending. 
If you don't buy something, you're not depriving yourself of anything. Instead, you're choosing to spend your money elsewhere later. You are making a choice and you are in control. And reward yourself with a small treat when you do well in your budgeting. Compulsive spending is an addiction. You spend on things you don't really need in the hope of feeling better afterwards. But instead you feel worse, especially when you see the damage it does to your budget. Another addiction that can put your finances and your personal life in crisis is gambling. It comes in many forms, including gambling in casinos, the lottery, sporting events, social gambling such as mahjong or poker, or day trading, stocks or forex. What starts as a seemingly harmless pastime can turn into a destructive pattern of compulsive gambling. According to data collected last year, over 61% of Hong Kongers participate in gambling activities. 4% of the Hong Kong population are estimated to have a gambling disorder. So how do you recognise the signs of things spiralling out of control and what can you do? Jimmy Lam spoke to Raymond Wu, supervisor at the Hong Kong Gamblers Recovery Centre, and then to Money Talk Extra listener Nicole Lai. Alright, 80% Hong Kong people who did gamble. Uh, because we need to define what is gamble. Uh, for example, uh, people pay mahjong at home or they go to the Hong Kong Jockey Cup. Uh, maybe Mark Six, uh, football or horse racing. And some people will go to Macau. There are around 300,000 people in Hong Kong who gamble, uh, have some problem. Uh, Maybe they are addicted in gambling. We can see uh, people from the age uh, 18 years old to 80, and both male or females. Yeah. And uh, what kind of uh, financial difficulties uh, do they usually have? Uh, most of them uh, will have um, over problem. And uh, how, how much do they borrow usually? In our centre we serve people and uh, they come to seek help uh, that average around 5 million. And because this is uh, very normal uh, in Hong Kong uh, to borrow some money if you have some need. But uh, we can see that if they have uh, interest in gamble and uh, usually they they will uh, gamble more and more. And if they uh, use all their income or saving, uh, they are very easy uh, for them to go some uh, company to borrow money. And what type of company? Do they usually go to banks or loan sharks? Uh, they are progress at first. Uh, they will go to some bank, they will use their credit card. Um, but you know that there are some limits. Uh, if they can't borrow from banks, they will go some uh, financial company there. They can easier to borrow some money for them, but um, the interest is uh, much higher. And after that, uh, they will go to some loan shop. And do gambling addicts turn to their families and how do they impact their family members? For example, a son who uh, have a large debt, uh, their parents usually 
uh, will help them, and because they don't want uh, other people know uh, their son have some problem. We can we can see some research that uh, uh, one uh, problem gambler will affect over fifteen people around them, including friends and families. Now I'm also joined by our Money Talk Extra listener, Nicole, who has a gambling habit. Um, morning, Nicole. Uh, can you tell us about your background and how you get into gambling? In the past, I grew up in a family who liked to play Mahjong. So at the age of 12, I have learned to play Mahjong from my grandmother. At once, in a classmate's playing Mahjong entertainment, in eventually saw the TV broadcast horse racing greatly attracted my interest in horse racing. And what's your current situation like and how much debt are you having right now? My occupation is a rental officer at Ben. Uh, gambling makes me serious liability. Debts the Ben and Financial Center are around $1,600,000. In the past, I, I, there, I have uh, two at private buildings, but uh, as gambling, so uh, the, the buildings are all sold. So now sitting with uh, 1.6 million of debt, you have sold uh, two of your properties to repay, try to repay them. Um, have you also uh, tried to uh, find uh, any help from your parents or your family members? Because the debt money is very big. Uh, so I bankruptcy to solve my serious liabilities, even though want to replace the debt, but cannot because the salary not enough to replace. My salary is uh, 15000 but the uh, uh, debt is uh, double to pay a repayment. And what question would you have for our advisor? After bankruptcy, half of our $1.6 million no need to pay, and other half need to pay to the family. You heard there about the catastrophic consequences of gambling, which starts innocently but spirals out of control. Jimmy spoke to Daphne Young, supervisor at the Tungwa Group of Hospitals Even Centre, to see what can be done to help our listener, Nicole. Uh, morning, Daphne. And Nicole mentions he declares bankruptcy. It's bankruptcy one of the most common ways to resolve the debt for gamblers? No. Bankruptcy, indeed, is not the common way to resolve the debt problem for the gamblers. In our case profile, there is only 5 to 6% of gamblers who declare bankruptcy. We don't encourage them to resolve the debt problem by bankruptcy unless the debt is really unbearable and they are not able to pay the debt. There are the other ways to solve the problem, such as um, individual voluntary arrangement and um, debt relief plan. In this kind of schemes, they can discuss or negotiate with the bank for a repayment plan with a longer period of time and lower interest rates. Um, in this case, Nicole decides to go for bankruptcy. Um, what kind of impact would bankruptcy bring to him? Uh, they have to consider the impact of bankruptcy like uh, labouring effects. Once the bankruptcy order is granted, the official receiver will advertise it in the Gazette and to 
newspaper, and they also need to face some legal restriction, like traveling by taxi or traveling abroad. For their career, um, they might not be able to maintain their jobs, like uh, they if they are lawyers, uh, accountants, estate agents, or working in the banking sector. It sounds like a lot of considerations for Nicole. And taking a step back, um, I mean, gambling addiction, usually family members can easily spot if their family members have this kind of addiction. But some Chinese families would like to keep it quiet, you know, don't want other people to know about it and help them to pay. Would you advise your uh, the family members of those gamblers to do that, to pay for them? No, it's absolutely not the right thing to do. In our Chinese culture, the family bonding is so tight that they, uh, most of the family members, especially the parents, might think that they have to repay the debt for the gamblers. However, repaying the debt cannot help the addicted gamblers. On the contrary, the gambling problem might probably get more serious. So... Um, uh, and uh, some parents even borrow mon- money for repay the debt for the gamblers. They would uh, own a debt up to ten millions. It's very big money. For any kinds of uh, addiction problem, the addicts uh, the addicts have to receive the treatment. I encourage the family members to make a phone call to us at two eight two seven four three two one for inquiry and assessment first. And also one conundrum gamblers face is that when they lose money, they would place an even bigger bet, you know, hoping for a bigger return. And somehow they fall into the trap of like addiction. So what should we do if we notice somebody around us have this kind of uh, addiction? Yes, as you mentioned, most of the gamblers hold a lot of gambling myths. Like uh, I almost win this in this game and I must win in next time. Or uh, only gambling can uh, settle my debt problems, something like that. I suggest them to stop gambling immediately and seek for treatment. Our, our counselors will help them to examine the factors that uh, need to his uh, problem gambling and uh, formulate an action plan for changes. In our treatment center, we adopt different treatment approaches, like such as family therapy cognitive behavioral therapy, bipolar and expressive arts therapy. We can attain up to 90% of successful rates in the treatment if the gamblers are able to follow through and complete the whole treatment. That was Jimmy Lam talking to Daphne Young of the Tungwa Group of Hospitals Even Centre. They provide treatment and counselling for pathological gamblers. It's important to recognise when gambling is causing problems for you and your family and to seek help. Professional therapy can help break a destructive gambling cycle and rebuild your self-respect and sense of responsibility. We'll provide links to resources you can contact on our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. It's time now for our investment segment. In times of geopolitical tensions and global uncertainty, investors often turn to gold. So far this year, gold has performed well. So what is the outlook from here for the precious metal? Joining me now is Sam Lowe, who is a manager at Value Partners, one of Asia's leading asset management firms. Morning, Sam. Morning, Peter. So can you start by telling us a little bit about what is gold used for? 
Sure. So as per the World Gold Council report in 2016, we see that the number one um, consumption of gold is on the um, ornament side. Yeah, and secondly, we see that、um, investment from institutional investors are also a, a key piece.、Uh, thirdly, we see that、um, retail investing consumptions、um, such as gold coins, gold bars, are also a primary factors. And lastly, we see that、um, in technologies and、uh, in some case for、um, dental requirements, they also utilize some sort of gold. So investment is an important purpose for gold. How well has gold performed so far this year?、Uh, if we look into the first quarter, as of the first quarter end, gold has、um, performed around nine percent year to date. I think it's a pretty、um, decent figures,、um, and I think a lot of people are a bit surprised about this outperformance because if we look back into the beginning of the year or end of last year, a lot of the institutional investors predict that gold price would be ranging between say twelve hundred. Or 1250, but then we see that、um, before、um, the end of first quarter, it has reached、uh, beyond、uh, 1250. And it's quite a volatile asset, isn't it? It tends to have quite a lot of boom and bust periods where it does very well for periods of time,、mm-hmm. and then long periods where it underperforms. Yeah, if we look back into、um, historical figures, gold has been、uh, becoming a bit more volatile comparing to say eight, seven to eight years back. But、um, ever since the、um, Brexit last year, following by the、uh, U.S. presidential elections, we see a lot of this、um, appearance of the black swan events, and、uh, a lot of institutional investors sometimes utilize gold as a safe haven. To diversify their portfolio. So, what sort of factors impact the price?、Uh, if we look into the recent market developments, there are a couple of things that、uh, we should be、uh, continuously monitoring.、Uh, firstly,、um, there are increasing tensions、uh, between the、uh, U.S. and、uh, some of the Middle East regions, as well as、uh, with the、uh, North Korea.、Um, so, in that sense.、Uh, look, looking back a few weeks back,、uh, we see that gold, gold price actually spike up quite a bit. Um, secondly, we see that、uh, the French elections outcome,、um, which was more or less as predicted in the first round, but going into the second round, we see more、um, uncertainties within the markets, and that、uh, there could be potentially more interest from both institutional and、uh, retail perspective to invest into gold.、Um, very lastly,、um, due,、uh, due to the recent、um, presidential、uh, inaugurations of、uh, Mr.、Uh, Donald Trump. In, in the U.S.,、uh, there could be、uh, more、um, uncertainties within U.S. economic developments.、Um, we see that the tax cut、uh, announcements、uh, on、uh, Thursday night,、uh, April twenty-six、uh, U.S. time.、Um, basically, a lot of details are being omitted.、Uh, so, in in that sense,、uh, people might be losing a bit of a confidence in terms of stability of the um, U.S. Um, economic developments, and they may also look for gold for like a safe haven investments. So you mentioned political uncertainty; that's one of the drivers.、Mm-hmm. Also, the prospects for really reflation in the U.S. the、mm-hmm. so-called Trump inflation、uh, right. trade. So, gold has it been a good hedge against inflation over the years? Yeah, I think、um, over the years、um, it also go through its own cyclical、um, patterns. But、uh, let's say we look into the past twelve to fifteen months,、uh, we see that gold has been、uh, doing a rather decent job in terms of、uh, diversif- diversifying the risk. And I think、uh, the way we should、uh, treat gold in our portfolio is that it's a insurance for the portfolios because、um, historically speaking, gold has a rather、uh, lower correlations with different asset class, including equities,、um, bonds, 
etc. So um, if um, investors can allocate, say, between 5% to 10% of the assets into gold, what that means is that when the equity markets or bond markets experience corrections, then gold could potentially diversify the relevant risk. And um, occasionally, the gold might be able to add in enhanced yield for the overall portfolios. So it's linked very much to interest rates. If interest rates go up, gold looks mm-hmm. less attractive. Yeah, uh, but we have to bear in mind that it got to be the real interest rate and not just the no- nominal interest rates. And for the time being, we think um, the actual interest rate is still at a rather low level. Um, if we look back at the uh, markets after the tax cut announcements, um, there are actually more inflow into um, the treasury bonds, which actually drive down the yield of the bonds. So in that aspect, gold becomes more attractive because of the lowered yield of the bonds instruments. Thanks very much, Sam. That's Sam Lowe of Value Partners. And that's it for Money Talk Extra this week. If you want more information on any of the topics discussed this week or would like to hear the programme again, please go to our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. Next week, with the deadline approaching for filing your tax returns, I shall discuss the issue of taxation in Hong Kong and our tax experts will help you fill out your return and advise you on how to make sure you are claiming your allowances and deductions. Jimmy Lamb is going to get sporty and look at the financial issues facing those training to be athletes and sportsmen and women in Hong Kong. Finally, we'll show you how to be a good investor and tell you about some of the habits of successful investors. So please join Jimmy and me again next week. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a very pleasant weekend. Bye. Money Talk Extra with Peter Lewis will be back at the same time next Saturday. The program was produced by Phil Whelan. A look at the latest in the weather news, of course, coming up at 9 o'clock, after which uh, Mr. Boaz will be in the juice all the way to uh, lunchtime at 1. Uh, weather-wise, mainly fine and hot, apart from uh, low visibility, a maximum of 31 degrees. It looks like a pretty hot one coming your way. Uh, one or two showers developing later with light winds. Similar sort of outlook for tomorrow, sunny intervals, one or two showers, and the latest air chambers reading 27 degrees Celsius, relative humidity at 79%.